You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Amazing Race coverage on the Oz Network. I keep wanting to say Amazing Race Oz. That show is over. It's done. It's cancelled. We just brought it back with two out of the five guests or hosts on it. Whatever. Um, we are the lesser but better version of the Amazing Race Oz. We are the Oz Network. For the Amazing Race Canada season five, my name is Colin, and this is also the worst Mother's Day ever. And of course, I am, as always, joined by our uh, regular collaborator who uh, was able to show up here on a non-elimination episode. Uh, I guess it's not just you, but we're both here on a non-elimination episode, <laughs> which we usually don't want to do. Um, and uh, Rossi, I'm assuming that you are also among the what zero percent of people that can't carry a tune that we found out of this week. Um, yes, I'm a part of that zero percent group. Or are you in the ninety-seven percent that would try again? <laughs> I think I'm a part of the eighty percent of people who would ask someone for help <laughs> in that roadblock. Yeah, um, I just want to see a poll. Is this poll terrible? Is this poll? Annoying. Annoying. Is there a wrong answer to this poll? Can a poll actually be split down the middle? Any type of poll that isn't lopsided. They're trying at this point. Let's give them credit. I'll talk a little bit about the polls throughout here. But we'll wait to get to the polls. And as well, if Rossi doesn't forget, we will talk a little bit about the finale before we finish this. But as we said right at the top, this is a non-elimination episode. And uh, apologies Shocked right up front. Here. Um if I sound like I'm slurring my words, I did not make a wrong choice in the detour. I had some wisdom teeth removed like 24 hours ago, so I'm not speaking my best right now. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure Rossi can comp- uh, compensate here. Compensate for me. Does it sound like I have a lisp? Not that I notice. Okay. Yeah, my wife said in the background I do naturally, which actually is true if you listen closely enough. You just have to listen closely. All right, <laughs> I am also. People should ignore you. I'm also not under sedation right now. <laughs> this is just me struggling to speak. Okay, let's get on with this. We don't have a limited team to talk about, but I guarantee this will somehow go an hour, and I'll be in pain afterwards. Let's start it off. Just quick opinions. Uh, how did we feel about this episode? Uh, you're grabbing my kuna. Uh, stay away from my kuna, or whatever it was called. The episode with kunas, Panama City. Rossi, just basic opinions on this episode. Surprisingly good. For a non-elimination like I knew we knew that it was going to happen mm-hmm. we said this last podcast like it was going to happen so like I wasn't shocked I was like ready for it there's a lot of drama and who was going to be last which was really interesting but overall it was a really good episode and I liked most of the chat like actually, I actually think I liked every challenge which is rare to say yeah I don't think it's the best episode of the season it's definitely not the worst uh, there's really nothing boring about it I, I didn't find that any of the challenges were like great standouts but at the same time some of these when they explain what it was I'm like wow this is going to be boring but there was enough drama in it to keep you interested um, uh, we'll, we'll kind of cover <laughs> some of these how they could have gone wrong and how they did go wrong as we go throughout here uh, but I guess now we have an opportunity to date this series uh, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Rossi. Uh, thanks. That's when you wish me a happy Mother's Day, too. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, Mother's Day, when is Mother's Day? Is that May or something wait, like that? Wait, so wait, wait. Last episode I was Bert. Now I'm Karen this episode? Yeah, what exactly. Well, I'm Karen, too, because I said this was the worst Mother's Day of my life as well. We're all Karen. 
We just aspire to be Bert and Karen. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Mother's Day is what? May. We're probably two, three months removed from that now. So, I guess, yeah, we can date when this series was recorded, which really isn't a surprise. I mean, they start the series, and it's spring, but still a little bit cold, so you kind of guess it's April. But considering the Amazing Race U.S. right now is filming about a year and a half before they finally uh, put it on the air, I guess this isn't that bad. Um, I do have questions, though, before we even get into this, about how this isn't spoiled, because they are filming so much of it in Canada, where, as we covered last week, this is the number one show, not just summer show, the number one show, like, period, in Canada, year-round. So how is it that they can film in Canada as much as they do and not have it spoiled? And how is it they can film in Panama City in front of one of the many Panama signs and not have this spoiled? It is kind of confusing. One of these days we have to get a team on to ask about this, but I don't know. Do you know much about how they stay spoiler-free on The Amazing Race and how U.S. does it? Maybe they just assume everybody's going to forget a year and a half later when the episode airs? I don't know. That's a good point, considering especially because we had Johnny Mustard on this season. Like, that's like a major spoiler. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I guess because they film it so quickly, they air it so quickly after filming it, that it's so hard to get anything out because it's going to be out in like little time mm-hmm. or canadians are just that nice and polite and wait yeah oh we don't want to spoil it sorry uh <laughs> we'll um i don't know we'll, we'll get somebody on the show to ask for the, I, we did ask i think i can't remember uh uh the, the teams that we interviewed on the old amazing race oz which uh can be found in uh the archives of survivor oz no longer part of the oz network uh, we uh, did interview a couple of teams, and I know that um, Mike and Rochelle from the U.S. version were one. They were in the finale, so we weren't really able to ask, you know, what happens afterwards. The Canadian version, um, it was Cormac and Nicole, and they had said that, uh, you know, they just stopped racing. Uh, it, it was just over. Hey, you go home or whatever. And uh, Brian and Cynthia, the other ones we interviewed, I, from what I understand, I, I think they were still on the race at the time, so we couldn't really ask about that because uh, there would have been spoilers involved. But I have heard stories, uh, and maybe it is just stories, that they do have eliminated teams, maybe not on all versions, but that some versions will have eliminated teams continue to race just separately from the others so that it would be spoiler-free. So if uh, we go back to, you know, the um, you who are the YouTubers on this season? Uh, the Dan and Dan Rhea. And Rhea. Yeah, the, maybe Dan and Rhea are still out there following, like, a couple of hours behind the rest of these teams doing these tasks but it's not really for anything i don't know we'll we'll find out about that one these days uh that's on our list of uh things we will do before the very confusing finale date of this season uh but panama city uh, i don't know have we been to panama city in amazing race us before i feel like it's somewhere we probably have yes colin we were oh maybe not panama city but we were literally at the panama canal last u.s season oh were we okay i've already forgotten that one (laughs) um well i guess that is Panama City and the surrounding area. I don't know. This is this is. I probably should have remembered that because I was even telling my wife when I'm watching this. I'm like, this is one of the cities I'd love to see the most, and I don't know why. It's just it, it always seemed really cool to me. Uh, it's it kind of has this interesting feel about it. Like she's seen movies with Panama City in it, and she's like, it's so filthy and dirty. <laughs> and I told her the interesting thing about the city is it's much like every other city in the world. You know, you'll have your slums and then you'll have your nice areas for the tourists with the beaches and mountains and all that and uh, canals and um, dirty, dingy boxing gyms and uh, really elegant um, 
marching band fields <laughs> next. I don't know. There's lots of stuff there. Do you like Panama City as a location? Um, yeah. The only problem is it wasn't until that they got to the band challenge that I remembered that they were even in Panama. Are you serious? I completely forgot that they were in a different country for some reason. Well, I guess it is fair because, I, I mean, we're familiar with, like, Survivor from being in Panama and stuff like that. And even The Amazing Race US, oh, everybody remembers that last season at the Panama Canal. Uh, but everything we saw in this challenge is something you could see in North America if you wanted to. That's what I thought. I was saying, like, everything seems like you could you can drink beer in Canada. You can yeah. have textiles in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I was, like, really, like, put off. And it wasn't until, it's like, why is the coach talking to them in Spanish? And, and I, I don't was know like, about you, but God. I mean, I wear a Kuna at least once a week. So, yeah, that is, that's something you will have everywhere you go. <laughs> Dead silence is ignoring me. <laughs> the Kunas is something that would separate it, but I guess that was early in the episode. But, no, I do get what you mean. It's, uh... Uh, there's nothing really distinctly Panamanian about this. I mean, there is. Except the sign. Yeah, like. the, the sign. The many signs of Panama. <laughs> um, but I still felt they did a good job of selling that these are things Panama's famous for. It's not like boxing is something you know, distinct just for Panama. But to drop the name Roberto Duran, I mean, that's my profile pick right now as we record this. I don't know. Are you uh, much of a boxing fan or know any history of boxing? Um. All I know is that it's good timing for the upcoming Mayweather-McGregor fight. Yeah, well, well I was going to ask your prediction on that one, if you had a prediction going into it. Mayweather-McGregor, maybe we'll save that for the end. Um, but uh, Roberto Duran, I mean, a famous boxer. Uh, I remember, it's crazy because I remember as a kid hearing about Roberto Duran. And, uh, you know, my brother and I both have gone back and watched, like, old boxing and stuff like that. That's kind of just went on this binge for a while of even getting stuff off eBay because YouTube was uh, not uh, what it was today. It was, you know, short five-minute clips of everything. And um, to, to, to realize now, even just doing the research, that Roberto Duran started boxing, like, in the 50s or something like that. I mean, this guy had one of the longest boxing careers in history, and he was Panamanian. So good job selling that. Uh, we'll get to those challenges in a bit. Uh, the first thing, the um, wolf hidden clue box, I don't know. This was kind of <laughs> pointless. Uh, but I did like that they hid the clue box a little bit. It's just one of the many things. Here's a location. They didn't really hide it. They just took the stand off of it and left it on the ground. Yeah, they just... <laughs> somebody didn't have the energy to actually prop it up or to put any markers there. Uh, but I found between that and the Panama sign at the end, there were things in this episode that was making it more challenging. And that's my number one complaint that we have on the U.S. version and even sometimes on the Canadian version, is it's not really as challenging as we've seen in past seasons, or maybe they're just editing it in a way where uh, we're not seeing the most challenging things. And I just like little things like that that make it a little bit challenging. Uh, let's talk about the roadblock. Well, it sets up the race differently. Because if you have the simple things harder, it like sets you up for harder tasks. Yeah. And like if the clues are hidden or like in plain sight kind of stuff, then like it makes the race even harder. Yeah, exactly. And I love all those moments. I mean, you're more likely to remember the moment where somebody's walking past a clue box over and over again saying, I just don't know, I can't see it. And we've all seen those clips. It happens at least once a season where it's right in the background of the shot as they're saying, oh, I can't find this thing anywhere. It's Those are the best moments. This wasn't quite as big as that, but it is something that reminds you of like, things can go wrong on this race as we find out time and time again in this episode. 
including with the Kuna, which is the blouse of Panama, I guess. Um, I don't know. It, this was a challenging challenge. It's not the most interesting thing to watch. Uh, I, I do find some amusement in this and how they were able to call the people aside. I don't know if you caught some of the, the creepiness with that as well, but uh, what did you think of the roadblock? I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought there'd be a little bit more difficulty in the fact that you'd have to know colors or like there'd be more than one butterfly, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but even then it proved to be quite hard, especially for Karen. Um, and I thought there were some really funny moments in here. I love the thing about Paul complimenting the woman's like blouse but it came across really pervy everything came across as pervy in this um some of the quotes can you come with me uh can you follow me and Corey, who is the best wow you're beautiful will you walk with me <laughs> these are like pickup lines of rapists like this is all wrong <laughs> the amazing race and i don't think they realize this and, and the women just sort of go along with it. i mean again we've we've gone through this all season these are planted people you do have to wonder, though, like, this is... Uh, did they close off they weren't. <laughs> three or four blocks? And there just happened to be, like, one regular woman wearing her kuna in there. And all of a sudden, you know, some creepy guy comes up there and says, Hey, would you come with me, please? And grabs her by the arm. Or, like, wow, nice blouse you have on there. You look beautiful. Come take a walk with me. This had to have been blocked off. Because if it wasn't, this could have gone terribly wrong. Yeah, like, you could see Corey on, um, like, Law & Order Panama City or something. Yeah, exactly. Dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's funny, and even with Karen. Karen, the woman who's in this challenge, of course, she's not going to say anything like this. But she just grabs the woman and says, come with me. <laughs> like, that, that would be even creepier if one of the guys did it. But I just love that Karen had a completely different uh, uh, thing. With, it. with With her, that was, I guess, the most interesting thing about this challenge. And this is what I liked about this episode. It's not that the challenges on their own were so great. It's just that things happened that made it interesting. And Karen just not being able to find this at all. And, you know, uh, the fact that uh, uh, with Ryan, I think it was Ryan who did this challenge, right? Where he just couldn't find because he was looking for the four butterflies and not the two. Just these little mistakes that trip people up. And it, it really changed up the ordering of the team. So I thought the challenge went over pretty well. Uh, what do we have after this? Uh, the, the poll. <laughs> what would you do if you ran into trouble and ask someone for help is literally 93%. Now, I don't know if people would ask for help. The Canadians on this would ask for help. Or if they're just getting that bored with the challenges, they're just choosing the first option at this point. Uh, this isn't the worst poll that we've had, but there will be uh, other bad ones along the way. But they're all bad at this point. Uh, I'm waiting for a really good poll. Uh, after this, at this we, point, they're just ironic good. Like they're, they're not good. They're just like ironic good. They're so bad that they're good. It's like we can't think of any other question to ask. How do we engage our audience? One of the questions one of these days will be, how can we engage you as an audience? And it will be more polls, less polls, um, polls that make you want to scream at the TV, polls that make you want to ask for help, like. Polls that your partner likes, but you don't. I love the partner ones, which we got more of on here. Uh, let's jump into the detour here for a second. Uh, the, the detour was up for a drink or down for the count, which I guess two famous things in Panama uh, is making beer and producing boxers, at least one famous boxer. I don't know if there's other famous Panamanian boxers out there. Um, do you know of any other Panamanian boxers? Um, 
whoever was their trainer. <laughs> Roberto Duran's trainer? <laughs> no, their trainer. The, the racer, oh, the tra- guy the guy training them, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure that he's really famous, at least in the Panamanian circles. He, you know, that gym, uh, uh, do we get a name on that gym? No, but it looks like some I'm back alley thing. if it's owned by the same owners or corporation that owns Swirsky's in uh, Cornerbrook. <laughs> Probably oh just to God, put on yes, gym. joint venture. Yeah. Uh, this one was kind of obvious as a Canadian thing, which detour everybody's going to ch- choose. Everybody except for Corey Nirvana, I guess, initially chose the beer challenge. Um, there's a lot of questionable things that happen in this. Uh, me, for one, I don't even drink, so I'm immediately like, oh, boxing, this is cool. Roberto Duran, maybe he'll be there, you know? Uh, but they had spit buckets there, and this is where the challenge went all wrong. These people proved how Canadian they were. These people are guzzling every single one. I'm like, I think this one is coffee. I think this one is chocolate. I, did you see anybody spit into the spit bucket? Like, are they going to be more well-informed to decipher this as they go along and get progressively more loaded? That was so funny. <laughs> and they just start swe- it's funny because some of these, like Sam and Paul were sweating worse in this than they were when they switched to the boxing one. But it, was just, it was just bad decisions here. And the spit buckets were huge. Like, you know that they were given that when they came in and just nobody chose to do it. Um... I don't know. First, which one of these would you have chose, Rossi? You got the profile pick of one. I got the profile pick of the other. Uh, I think our pictures align well. Yeah. I would have. I would have so been for. The, I would have loved to do the drinking one. Would you have oh. used the spit bucket if a quarter no. million dollars, a Chevy Equinox True North Edition, and the Amazing Race Canada was on the line? I probably would have like down the first one and been like, "Oh wait, I didn't pay attention." <laughs> like I would have been like so more interested in drinking than the race but that's what happened uh, to all of the teams that chose this um, well i guess karen and bert went for the boxing one too but the three that chose it all had to switch and you could kind of predict that when it started i mean the closest anybody got i think was adam and andrea am i right they had like four out of five at one point yeah yeah and I then think. they switched one it was one of these Let's switch one, and then they all of a sudden the three out of five. My favorite moment <laughs> was as Team Giver is progressively getting more and more loaded. Uh, they start with one, and it's four out of five, so they change one. It's like three out of five, they change another. Two out of five, they change another. One out of, they literally got down to one out of five. It was just getting worse and worse with each try. Uh, and they weren't looking like they were enjoying this either. They were just like, this was a really bad mistake here. Uh, I love when they were doing the... the... When they think they only had one wrong, yeah. and they kept switching it. Can yeah, I get they're a just check? switching the one over and Can over again. Can I get a check? The number's staying the same. Uh, this is the other problem. I mean, I guess the teams switched when they were realizing how... Let's get into first why the team switched before we talk about the boxing one. Because there isn't as much to talk about the boxing. But um, when they get there, first of all, they should be using the spit buckets. They're not. So And they also had water, too. They had like their little container like mm-hmm. board had six things, and one of them was water, which was, like, supposed to be their palate cleanser, I guess. Oh, okay. But and no one seemed to be drinking that either. They're like, well, they're, they're not even taking a sip. Like, well, I already know what this one is. Where's the water marker here? <laughs> I think it's part of the challenge. Um, no, That's I mean, after a few drinks. <laughs> this was, like, this was the worst performance we have seen by all three teams, and it was just all three teams proving how Canadian they were. But it was were. so perfect. Uh, so here's the other question I have, though. 
when you have challenges like this, you should know that, I mean, this is, it, it's, it's literally just a shot in the dark that you're taking. And when you have a challenge that, it, they're not even telling you how many you have right. They're like, you have, if they had said you have three wrong and you have to guess which three, it still helps a little bit. But there is no help given here at all. So, like, I would have guessed that after, this would have been one of those detours that after the first time you get it wrong, they're like, this is impossible. How are we even going to know which ones are right? And they just would have moved on. But these teams just sat, I, they were just enjoying themselves too much. I mean, they just sat there and got more and more plastered, <laughs> which, of course, helped them a great deal when they had to do heavy uh, cardio and lots of boxing in the next one. Um, yeah. It, I thought it was funny when they all did the cheers together, like, the hey. Yeah, this was this was a disaster for all three teams. Um, and, but honestly, I wouldn't have wanted to play out any other way. But th there is one thing I will say about the, the, this episode. Because even the ones that picked the boxing, Karen and Bert, and uh, Corey and Ivana, I mean, particularly Corey and Ivana, they should have been first place in this. And even just that little trip up with the sign later on, I mean, we saw what a difference that made. So... Losing on the detour here for all the ones that uh, did the drink-up challenge, it didn't really affect them at all. I mean, you're looking at the top three teams, had to switch detours, ended up as the three bottom teams, and still came in the, the top three. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really weird how that worked out, but there was so much weird like navigation stuff that went on this episode that like would have been more helpful for like a longer episode or something like this just to see where things were and stuff like yeah. it was crazy yeah and we we talked about that in the u.s versions uh too that some of the best stuff on the amazing race uh, is just those navigation things it's oh we're lost okay how do we get here and we don't get enough of that these days this would have been a great one especially every time you go overseas and you go to a different country i kind of want to see how it's different you know do the the cab drivers understand the language well enough uh, do you know how to navigate? Um, do they take you to the wrong spot? As you know, we, we see happens here. Yeah, um, I mean, we used to see cab drivers pull over and then start calling mm -hmm. people that they know. And yeah. the racers are like, no, 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 we got to keep going. Like, it, Yeah, exactly. It used to be a big deal. I'm thinking like Charla and Birna would be yelling and like it was crazy stuff. Suki and, now and Jinder pointing so in the wrong direction and nobody believing them. It's that way you're saying? <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments. I know you love Suki and Jinder, right? No. Okay. Uh, let's talk quickly about the boxing challenge. Uh, we'll talk about Ivana in a second. She totally redeemed herself from last week. But I just want to quickly point out here, I don't know if you caught it as well, uh, Kenneth and Ryan, their great moment in here. Did you catch this or was it too subtle? From where? The boxing challenge, when they switched to boxing. All I remember was they said something about, like, having beers and then a brawl or something like that. Yeah, well, this was when Ryan was doing the boxing, and as he's hitting, he's doing sound effects, and you could tell by the look on his face he was not trying to be funny. He was either really drunk, as he probably was, or he just wasn't even consciously realizing that as he's hitting the gloves, he's actually going, dish, dish, dish. with every single punch, the sound, dish, 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 is coming out of his mouth. It was so funny to me, and I'm like, I wondered if anybody else would catch that, but it looked ridiculous. Obviously, you didn't catch that. Uh, everybody yeah. listening, go back and watch it. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> probably not even aware of what he's doing, sound effects for his own boxing uh, sparring session there. Um, Ivana, can we talk about Ivana now? Of course. All right. That was spectacular. <laughs> 
after seeing her just sitting there, what did they call her last week? The 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 kayak princess, Newfoundland princess, the Newfoundland princess, just sitting there cheering on Corey as he did all the heavy lifting. Corey looked weak in this challenge. Avana was like, like wow, like she means business, and that that was that was impressive to watch. <laughs> um, I, I'm a fan of Avana now. I want to see Avana in a fight against Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather. Uh, that was something else. Uh, Ivana, right back at the top. Uh, I'm seeing her as equal with Corey now and not the lazy princess rowing or not rowing in the background. I was glad that we actually had a challenge to, like, highlight, like, something that they're actually good at. Yeah. Because we've been getting, like, oh, they suck at this, 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 this. Now we finally see, like, when they're in their element, they they can compete in their intense... And they actually had first for quite a while but, you know, in this at, episode. At the same time, I mean, you could say, yeah, well, this is something that she's good at. We've seen some people on this race doing things that they should be good at, and it doesn't work out at all. Hockey girls. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like... But the one thing that, like, it wasn't, like... A, if they didn't do well, it wouldn't have been a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the hockey girls was such a letdown for them because they gold medalists. <laughs> well, they also dominated the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was Whereas no reason. Whereas Nirvana can only go up at this point; their stock can only increase. They can't really get much any much worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we are calling them as the bottom team over and over again in this entire race. And uh, and I, they said it again this episode too. Yeah, and. You know what, Corey did well. Uh, Ivana definitely uh, proved herself this week. And uh, this, what I was kind of saying is, like, you have people even in this season who maybe, oh, I should be good at this, and they do okay. Like, Ivana was really good at this. And she also did say, oh, I come from kickboxing. That's that's going to help you to know how to hit things, how to punch and everything. But it was the memorization of uh, these combos that I guess would have been the hard part of this challenge. Um, and it looked like it would have been fun to do as well. Uh, anything else to add on the detour? I mean, the boxing would have been fun, but not as much as getting hammered at the Panamanian pub. Um, could you have guessed any of those? I feel like I don't even actually know which ones were there, on the, if they were different at every station or why we never got any kind of resolve. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would have guessed some, maybe like coffee or like... I would have probably guessed salt because something seemed really bland, but like, I'm not that kind of person who Orange, can tell. grapefruit. Yeah, like, that's where I would have been like, what? Yeah. Um, I guess the last challenge we have, it's not really a roadblock or detour, just one of these challenges, but this one I really liked as well. This is the, the marching band. <laughs> Rossi, have you ever been in school band or in a marching band? Yes, I did four years of it. Four years of marching or four years of just band? Marching. Marching? Really? Yeah. So you would have killed this. If we're on the race together, I'm looking pathetic right now next to you on this. Oh, so am I your race partner? Would you vote in the poll? Um, thinking me or thinking Jamie? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I See, that's why nobody picks that, would your race partner do this? Or would you would you get help from your race partner? Because everybody's thinking, well, who would my race partner be? Um, it was a good challenge still. I, I never did any marching and I never did anything in band. Um, I don't know if there was an option. I think there was band and choir, and I picked... No, no, it wasn't even that. Choir was mandatory for us, and then band and something else, there was a choice. I chose whatever the other one was, and I don't even remember what it is. 
uh, or I was in band and just never showed up. I don't know. But uh, so when you're doing the marching, is it just the marching, or are you playing an instrument at the same time? Okay, so I'm not doing what the those girls were doing, mm-hmm. but so I was. What we did was just generic, like marching and playing and doing formations to like a like a songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Did you have? An so I would. Though? I don't have any experience. Yeah, yeah. What was yours? I played the trumpet. The trumpet. See, that's a cool instrument. Not like the clarinet or. <laughs> My sister <laughs> yeah, played the periods. Yeah. Um, did you have to audition for the trumpet? Is that one of the more exclusive instruments in band? No, they didn't. My school never did auditions for being a part of the band. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just you show up, you're in. <laughs> yeah, it was, we were a smaller school, so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, here's where the polls are getting really bad. They're having so much trouble in getting people. Yeah, well, getting worse, I'll just say. Uh, they no longer can even come up with polls related to challenges because it's all just completely one-sided. Do you play an instrument? <laughs> That's the poll for this week. And still, 90% of the people answer yes. The other I 10%... I swear Canadians are liars. They are, and I'll get to that on the last poll. Um, 90% answer yes, 10% answer no. The final option was I can't carry a tune. Now... I can't carry a tune and no are basically the same answer. So I don't know why that's even in there other than just to be funny. But even when they're throwing funny options in there, like you think you'd answer the funny option. I can't carry a tune. But people are still like, no, I'm just going to answer yes. Like, what is going on with these polls? Can they do anything? Well, they did do something uh, eventually to um, uh, find out how honest or dishonest Canadians are. But still, this one was like, uh, I don't know. Do you have a worst poll of the season so far? Would this be it, or do you have a better one? I love the traveling the world versus Canada. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, I don't think that one's going to be beat. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you rather play an instrument or travel the world? I can't wait to see that poll. <laughs> uh, would you rather take the penalty or travel the world? Yeah, uh, we did get the answer here. You would have answered, yes, you do play an instrument. Did you still keep up on the trumpet or no? No. No. <laughs> Do you play any other instruments now? No. Yeah, I, I played guitar for most of my life. Um, I still could play it today. I don't really. Um, I have this weird thing. Are you going to play at Swirsky's? I, <laughs> my weekly gig at Swirsky's. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. My entire family, I have like a very large family, comes from guitar. I do have an uncle that's in a band, um, a, a semi-famous band, which I won't mention right now on the air here in Canada. So, like, surrounded by music and everything like that growing up. Um, So I played guitar my entire life, but I have this weird thing, and I'd have to do a a video to even show you what it is, but my fingers automatically lock. They don't bend fluidly. All four of my fingers, both of my thumbs, will automatically lock in place if they're moving, which makes it incredibly difficult to play anything because I have to exert so much pressure and imagine like all this pressure and your fingers are like snapping. It's, it's really weird. People look at it and they're like, wow, that's disgusting. That's the only way my fingers move. Um, so I can play an instrument, but I would be terrible if I did. Uh, can I also just point out, do you play an instrument in a challenge where the people aren't playing an instrument? <laughs> just another reason why this poll does not work. Uh, do you march in a band? Can you twirl? A, what do you call that thing? Do you call it like a staff, a baton? What is that? You don't call it anything? Sorry. Uh, that's not <laughs> stuff that I'm familiar with that we, we 
the band didn't have you didn't staffs, have right, like staffs or poles or batons no we didn't have poles no one asked us what we what we were going to do if we were going to travel the world <laughs> or go to canada Other or anything poles. like that <laughs> do you like poles pole uh <laughs> that one's coming soon uh what is your favorite pole p-o-l-l or p-o-l-e that coming next week on the amazing race canada <laughs> Uh, let's get to... It'll be 100 to 0. <laughs> uh, how do you deal with failure? <laughs> 90, this is where I know Canadians are lying. 97% say try again. The other options were focus, encourage your... Or get, was it get encouragement from your partner or encourage your partner? I can't remember which one. Again, you're sitting there asking, who's my partner? You're asking me a question. I'm watching this by myself. There's nobody in the room with me. And scream and yell. So again, they're throwing funny answers in there, and still nobody's touching the funny answers. Uh, Rossi, how do you deal with failure out of these four options? Um, if it was like this challenge, like pretending to this challenge, depending on how frustrated, I'd probably just scream and yell. Yeah, everybody would. And that's what everybody in The Amazing Race does. So the fact that every Canadian is lying and answering, or 97% of them are lying and answering, I would try again. Like, you're such liars. Uh, I would 100% Haley it. Like. Yeah, exactly. We, we, like, here's the thing. Canadians are polite, but if you're not speaking to another person, if you only have to deal with your own failure, like, you're going to be screaming. And I'd be screaming too. I'd probably be a combination of the... Uh, try again and scream. I would be screaming and yelling while trying again. Uh, this isn't going to work, but I'll try it again anyways. Um, so yeah, I'd be a combo answer, but if I was being honest, I'm yelling and screaming. All Canadians are. You're liars, or at least you're liars till the next poll that comes up here. Uh, so, I don't know. Anything else to add on this challenge here, the marching band one? Uh, I definitely think, like, um, that the uh, equivalent of the dream team for this tested the challenge and it went so much quicker for them and I feel like because this challenge was supposed to go so much quicker but it took so long yeah like we were there for hours you could see the night go from yeah, day to night like so quickly <laughs> and I was like they're still there like I was shocked I thought we were just like skipping it but they were still there it was half the episode we were at halfway mm. And teams were, like, getting there. And I was like, why is this challenge taking so long? Yeah, and I hadn't even thought about how much of the episode it took up or even the fact, like, I mentioned as we started talking about this one, it's not even a roadblock or detour. It's just another one of these challenges. This should be the one where they get there and they do it and they're out. This should be the uh, hidden wolf box in the Bimuzo uh, Museum of whatever that was. What was that museum for? Like... Wildlife, maybe? Wildlife Museum of Panama, maybe. Uh, but, um, yeah, th this should have just been like a quick in and out. And uh, I noticed, too, how it was dark when they left. I thought it was just how long it took them to find the Panama sign. But no, I get the, the entire arena, wherever they were, the, the stadium was dark when they left. Th that's the other thing that I think made this episode work. It it's not that this was such an interesting challenge, but when you see how much people are struggling, you know, especially when you've had people who have been struggling to find kunas. They've been struggling to uh, get through the Amazing Race without getting plastered. Um, and then they're having to do this. Like, this is grueling. And I I'm so glad for the teams at the end that they didn't say, you're going to continue to race because I guarantee we would have had protests and people going like, no, I'm going to sleep. Call me in the morning. You could tell that they were getting very lean on the judging. Mm -hmm. 
at the end. Like, I felt like I saw Adam messing up quite a bit, but they're just like, just go, just go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first teams to get through, they're like Sam and Paul. I don't know if it was a restrictor or that they were doing better, but yeah, by the end, they definitely were like, okay, it's one of these situations where um, the the hour or the light will affect the challenge, and they would end up having to shut this down and say, we can't continue to do this challenge at this lighting or at this hour. You're all going to have to take whatever penalty, and they just didn't want that to happen. But yeah, um, so much was mixed up on this as it, as it is. The fact that we're getting now into this sign, <laughs> which as soon as he said there's more than one Panama sign, and I'm looking at the picture, I'm like, oh, this is going to really mess things up. And I, I was commenting even just a few episodes ago um, about how these little things about what, where where you're going to find the check-in and the, how that can mess people up, that that's what I want more of on the race. And this was perfect because you can get out of the roadblock, the detour, and the last challenge in first place and be the fourth place team, which is basically what happened. You know, is everybody checking? Like, what about Corey and Ivana? Um, I love this. And I love that it's a mistake that anybody could have made. This isn't something where, like, well, they should have just read it closer. Like, I had a hard time telling it apart. Uh Rossi, you even mentioned this before we went on the air here about uh, which sign are you at. Uh, I'm guessing you love this part of the episode as well. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, it got really confusing because the one that John wasn't at seemed to be the one farther away. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting that mo- like teams went there to the farther one. Like I feel like, obviously they didn't know at the time there were two, but like I feel like, take them to the closer one, and if you're wrong go further it's like traveling from the east coast to the west coast mm-hmm. only realize you have to go to the middle of the like it was just really bad navigating but it was so interesting to see when teams checked in and i love seeing like shocked faces like yeah adam and andrea getting in and they're like what we we checked in where yeah <laughs> like kind of stuff like that and that's so enjoyable uh and i think they only could have done this on a non-elimination leg and that's the other thing that really worked with this is that if you had had a team and they're eliminated and it was just because, well, we went to the wrong sign. I mean, how come you don't do this in every other leg? Uh, maybe there'd be more people upset. I personally think they should do stuff like this more often, but it helps if it's non-elimination because you're not going to get anybody upset about, oh, this was a dumb thing they threw in there at the last minute. Uh, let's talk about the one honest poll. How good are you at navigating? The first time all season that it hasn't been a blowout answer, and it's how good are you at navigation? And I think it was like 68% said they were good and 32 said that they were bad or terrible. This is more uh, in line with Canadians. Canadians, I, I can't speak for all of Canada. I can speak for Winnipeg at least. We probably have the worst drivers in the world, uh, as Ben can attest to, <laughs> having driven here with me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not just a navigation thing. It's just driving in general. But we finally get an honest answer out of Canadians. Um, how are people in New Jersey for navigating, Rossi? Um, I don't know. I just know I'm not that good at it. <laughs> uh, are, are you the type who will actually ask for directions, or are you just going to try to figure it out on your own? Oh, I definitely try to figure it out. Um, but when I get too, like, messed up, I'll just ask. I'll just give up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever... I mean, this is, I guess, stereotypical here, but... I don't think I've ever asked for directions. <laughs> I'd rather just look again and again at uh, Google Maps trying to figure it out. Uh, the first time that my wife and I went to Minneapolis, which I'm just going to say Minneapolis, 
one of the most confusing cities in the world to drive in. And I know of many people who have been to many places around the world, and they'll all be like, yeah, I don't know what's up with Minneapolis. First time we were in Minneapolis, we were asking for directions from people, and they were giving us directions, and we were following them and getting more lost. And then we'd ask other people, and they'd be like, oh, no, you go this way. Uh, the second time we were in Minneapolis, we got lost again, and we would ask people, and when they would be like, um, okay, I think you do this, we would start to ask them, do you understand driving here? They're like, no, nothing here makes sense. Ben's friend, when I met Ben in Minneapolis, and he had his friend chauffeuring around who had lived there for two years, he said, I still don't understand this city. Uh, yeah, certain places really hard to navigate, but navigation is not my thing. So when I'm in a place that's really confusing like Minneapolis, I'm lost for two hours. It took us two hours to find our hotel when we should have been there in about 10 minutes. So I'm going to say I'm a bad navigator and I'm not going to ask for help. I'm going to scream and yell. That's what I'm going to do in navigating. This is the way to combine the poles now. How do you deal with failure in navigating, Rossi? Um, ask my race partner. <laughs> Just the only guy to fall back on asking the race partner. Uh, non-elimination. I gave my opinion on um, this being a non-elimination leg. We kind of counted last week how many episodes were left and figured, okay, it has to be non-elimination. Uh, were you happy that this one was? Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. Maybe because I knew it. I wish it was a little bit better spaced out than non-eliminations. Because it was not elimination, elimination, not elimination, elimination. Yeah. And then we're going to have that same cycle again. I wish it was a little bit less obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like have the second episode or the first episode be not elimination or something. Um, but I was fine with it. I think the episode itself made up for the fact that it was a non-elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it works in this episode just because of the storyline and especially with that challenge of finding everything on the end uh i also do like it when it's a little bit more mixed up than this i figured they were going to do it at four i didn't think they were going to do it this time uh we almost had an extra week here where we could have taken off because we normally take off the non-elimination legs and just group the episodes together uh i would have had no time to record this next weekend if we had to recover uh do two episodes so uh that's why we're here this week but Still, I'm happy it was non-elimination just because uh, if we had lost Karen and Bert, I, I don't know if I would have been able to finish the season. Again, I don't mind the other teams, but they're by far the star team for me. Uh, I don't even think we need to go through ranking all the teams here, but um, any changes in your opinions on the five teams we have left, uh, we can recap our predictions here, I guess. As you predicted that uh, Karen and Bert would be in the place they were in this week, which is the same thing I predicted, fifth place. Uh, any changes in where you think they're going to land, or are you still holding that they're going to be fifth place? I definitely think they're probably going to be the next team to go, which is sad to say, but based on this really poor performance, this leg, I, I could see it happening again. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of went wrong for them in this one. Um, but at the same time, for how far they were behind in the Kuno, like there, there were teams that were finishing up I think Corey and Ivana were finishing up the roadblock by the time Karen and Bert were even getting there, um, or to the, the detour, that is. And they were at that Blouse Kuna searching challenge forever. So they must have made some ground up. So I'm kind of hopeful that as long as they don't get tripped up in Regina, uh, which I'm sure will probably happen, uh, then they should be able to move up at least one spot. I, I did keep in my predictions. I'm kind of hoping that they move up a little bit more. 
fourth place team uh, in this leg. Let's just see if your predictions change at all. Uh, for Corey Nirvana, you had them in fourth place as far as the entire race goes. You still holding in that? Yeah, especially if they have all the cards in their favor to win a leg and they end up in fourth. Yeah. I don't have much faith in them. I mean, but it, it creating is creating a it's the like same a big thing. improvement. Yeah, it's the same thing that tripped everybody up. So I guess it's. I don't know if I'd hold it against them. Uh, I, I'm more impressed in the last few weeks just to like how Ivana stepped up in this challenge and how Corey was really able to handle that Finding Dory challenge or whatever last week all on his own. It's not like you know he was killing it like he was a pro or something, but considering Ivana was doing nothing, um, I think that, again, it's just sort of like Karen and Bird. If they get something that is really in their wheelhouse and they don't get tripped up by a little mistake, they could move up and be a team that could win this. I don't think there's any teams left that I would be shocked if they won. Um, I, there's definitely some that uh, are kind of getting that edit, like they're going to win, but and others that aren't. But uh, I think every team definitely has a chance. Uh, third team, and again, another one that had to switch in the detour. All, all of the... It, it pays to get drunk on the Amazing Race Canada, apparently, because uh, all these people finished in the top three places, and they probably won't remember it in the morning. Adam and Andrea, uh, we both picked them to win the whole season. Uh, any change in your feelings? No, I don't really see it. They did have a bit of a weak communication episode this time. Mm -hmm. Like a leg week. I don't see them being costing, like a costing error for them. They're an interesting one because they made a mistake this week, even just in not using the spit bucket in the, the detour. But they knew right away, they're like, if we switch now and they haven't switched, that puts us ahead of them. Uh, and it didn't ultimately put them ahead of them like for the whole race because Kenneth Ryan decided to switch as well. But it's just that thinking, I think, that shows why Adam and Andrea will win this race. Because even when they're falling behind, they know how to get ahead, even thinking strategically. And uh, uh, we obviously saw the flaws in their strategy with the, the double U-turn, which we'll see if that uh, happens again next week. But uh, I think that uh, they're probably the smartest team on the race here, and they've made the fewest mistakes throughout. Uh, Corey and Ivana, definitely the most improved team on the race, not just as far as performance goes, but even personality, I think. Uh, still not my favorite team overall, but uh, I'm liking them a lot. Um, Rossi, you didn't really have a lot of hope for Corey and Ivana. Uh, you placed them as the fourth place team. You thought they'd be gone not next week, but the following week. Uh, any change in your opinions? Didn't we talk about them already? <laughs> Uh, I think we mentioned that you had them there, but I don't think we gave the predictions. Or maybe we did. Um, I, had, I had two wisdom teeth removed just 24 hours ago. <laughs> this is the best episode ever. <laughs> I was really confused because I thought we were going up. Your predictions? Um, we may have been. Uh, we're switching it up now. <laughs> Corey Nirvana, uh, any change in your opinions on them? Two thumbs up. All right. Um, yeah, we probably did talk about them. Let's just talk about the teams I know we haven't mentioned yet. Kenneth and Ryan, <laughs> I can at least pull up where you predicted they would be. You thought that Kenneth and Ryan would be... Uh, I don't have them on here. I must have wrote this down wrong. Where did you predict Kenneth and Ryan would be? Third. You have Kenneth and Ryan in third? Oh, there you go. I wrote, I'm looking for... I put the initials of the people... And I'm like, who, I'm trying to think to myself, who are G and V? And I realize that's Giver. <laughs> uh, 
next time I have dental surgery, I will wait another 24 hours for recording an episode. <laughs> yes, Team Giver in third. Um, I don't know. I think they kind of caught a lucky break this time. I was 100% convinced they were going this week. Uh, and it's partly because, as I said, I don't get to watch this episode live. And often there are videos that come out. The Amazing Race Canada will uh, put it on their page, the video, I guess, sort of like a parting video for the teams. Hey, you know, uh, send them your congratulations because Canadians have to be polite and even tell people who failed, you're great. <laughs> uh, and I saw a video with them and I scanned past it because I didn't want But I assumed, oh, they're eliminated this week, not realizing it was non-elimination. And when I saw how bad this leg was going for them, I'm like, okay, I guarantee they're gone. So I was really surprised when they ended up coming in second. Uh, I think it was kind of a fluke this week, though. I still don't think that they're uh, a team that could possibly win this. I don't know. Two seconds in a row. Hasn't that been there? Yeah. Um, but again, is that really their performance on the race? I mean, I think we can look at the results, and it's it's an improvement, but they've been making mistakes left, right, and center, even in these ones where they're catching lucky breaks. At least that's the way I'm seeing it. Yeah, I mean... They, but I think they have gotten better. I, I think it's unfair to say that, like other teams have done worse. I feel well, like they have improved. Yeah. Maybe not in choosing to get hammered <laughs> in the middle of Panama, but yeah, I guess it's fair to say that they're improving uh, on their mistakes. Uh, it, it's kind of tough because they did start out so strong in the first leg, and even the second leg, on the surface, it was a strong leg for them where they just didn't finish well, uh, and they've kind of made a lot of mistakes since then. So as far as making major mistakes, they're definitely improving. Uh, I don't think that the team we saw in episode one, that, what I'm going to say is the team that we assumed they were off episode one, this, they were going to be a Justin and Diana a dominant team. Uh, that really hasn't uh, worked out for them. And as I said last week, I love them all the more for that. But I'm not seeing them improving enough that if they won this, I'm going to be like, wow, Kenneth and Ryan, like they dominated this race. Of course they were going to win. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right, who did I not mention? Since you're paying more attention than I am. Your your favorites. Sam and Paul. Okay, that's why I didn't mention them. Um, uh, kind of just getting the same every single week uh, as far as their edit goes. I don't feel like we're getting a lot of personality out of them. They did stand-up I th- I comedy. I thought we got personality this time. Did we? Did I miss it? I thought it was funny when they were like doing the beer, and uh, I think it, Sam was like, refill 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 yeah maybe i just kind of zone out when they're on now uh and it's not even that they bother me it's just i don't find them interesting and i think they take the race really seriously and those are the teams that make it the most competitive so i'm glad they're still there uh i still don't really have much to say on them though Uh, i kind of wish i did they've now had three first place finishes so officially i guess the best results on the race so far uh, followed by Adam and Andrea, who uh, are kind of perpetually in third. They made that mention about third place, and I think we mentioned that they had finished in like first and third a lot. Adam and Andrea, just going back, they have finished third five out of the eight legs. Uh, two of the legs they finished in first and one in seventh. So yeah, that really is their position. Um, maybe just the well, numbers are lying right now about whether or not was, Adam and Andrea can win this. I don't know what the season was, but it was like Jason and Amy from the U.S., Oh, season 23, I think? Uh, I forget, but they had, like, gotten second every, mm-hmm. like, single leg, and they ended up winning, like, so I'm wondering if we're getting, like, a foreboding, like, maybe the London third, or yeah. it's, like, a red herring kind of thing, like, 
Maybe they'll be in third. Oh, wait, they're actually the winners. Mm-hmm. Um, if that happens, I, I think that's the only way that this race ends, and I'm satisfied with how it was edited. I don't mind when you can have a surprise team win. It, it would be great if somebody like Karen and Burt won. Uh, but I feel like this is basically... not happening. <laughs> exactly. But, like, that would be a surprise win, and just it just seems like it's Sam and Paul or Adam and Andrea. Uh, I really don't see any of these other teams, at least based on the edit, coming out winners. Uh, I could be surprised, though. I mean, Tim and Tim, season one, <laughs> I don't think they really got a winner's edit. It was season one at the same time, but uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about next week. They're going to Regina, Saskatchewan. The, uh, I guess not city specifically, but just province that is the arch rival of Manitoba, my home. Uh, I don't think I'll be um, cheering for any of the local Saskatchewan celebrities they may have, uh, whether their mayor shows up or some famous stand-up comedian or the most famous boxer to ever come out of Regina. Uh, but Rossi, are you at all familiar with Saskatchewan or Regina? Is that where Megan and Courtney are from? I don't know. Uh, if they are, I probably zoned it out because it says Saskatchewan. <laughs> all, all the people from Saskatchewan tune into this podcast. It's kind of a Manitoba Saskatchewan thing. We have to take shots at each other. We're like that's like the New Zealand Australia thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. S- Saskatchewan's basically uh, is just flatlands and hills. And I'm not going to say this is Regina. It was Saskatoon, the other main city there, which. Yes, most places in Saskatchewan have funny-sounding names. I was there once, and it is a major city. Not, like, major, major, but, like, it's it's probably at least a few hundred thousand population. And I swear, no joke, the one time I was there, I saw a tumbleweed blowing across the street. Uh, so that's just my impression I've always had of Saskatchewan. Uh, I'm not jumping for joy about going to Saskatchewan, but I'm sure it'll be a fun leg. Uh, we basically only have three left until the finale now. So... If we're doing the math right here, which my math has been off on the Oz Network lately, uh, we have three episodes left, and the finale is now set to air. What what date is it? The twelfth. Yes. Okay. Uh, so episodes air on Tuesday. We got no. That does check out. Okay. So my math is wrong again. Here I'm thinking like, is the the reunion show that they've announced airing a week after the finale? And I just can't do math. Twenty four hours after dental surgery. Never again. Um, they're having the after the race special again. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't do the mid season one. Uh, I don't think they did that last year. Did they do it last year? Do you remember? The last one I remember was season, season two, so I don't remember. Okay, I know they did it for season three, but I lo- that was the one thing I loved about Amazing Race Canada is that they would have this mid season finale because the reunion shows, not mid season finale. Uh, reunion show because the reunion shows especially when you look at survivor is actually less than an hour now and we're always complaining oh they didn't talk to everybody and what amazing race canada did was they took the first five or six teams eliminated and halfway through the season did a reunion episode after the mid-season point of the season they they aired episode six and then you had the mid-season recap you know with the first few eliminated teams they didn't do that and that's kind of how you were able to get to hear from all these teams uh, they're not doing that this time. I guess we're just going to have everybody in the end, but we're still getting a reunion show. Something that I think that the American version uh, should try out, but I guess people aren't really watching the U.S. version anymore since it's being bumped to a summer show all the time. Um, Rossi, do you have uh, anything you're uh, excited about? Any polls that they need to be putting up for the reunion show that you just need to find out uh, that's been on this season? 
Um, which team is most likely to return for All-Stars? Yeah, we know that poll is <laughs> a little bit too interesting to come up. Uh, let's talk about that just uh, since we've got no eliminated team to talk about here. No armpit and wrist and kneecap facts of the day, although we will do something else on the end here. Uh, any of these teams that you think could come back for an All-Star season, my guess would be if they're going to follow what the U.S. version did, we'll probably get an All-Star season not next year, but maybe the, the following year. Seven, and I think, was when the U.S. one did it for the first time. Uh, who here would be an All-Star team to you? All-Star team. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is all dependent on whether they win or not, things like that, but I'm just going to pick based on what we have based off now. And I'm going to say I feel like Adam and Andrea would be good mm-hmm. as an all-star team to return. Um, and the Giver would be another. Mm-hmm. Oh, Giver's, yeah. There's no way Giver isn't an all-star season. Um, I would want to say Karen and Burt, but I think there are other people that fill that kind of demographic that would go over them. Mm-hmm. So those are the two major standouts. I don't know if there are any major other ones that I'm missing. Uh, By the way, Dirt Gritty Song of the Week. I'm sure we've used this one before, but let's just repeat it. Passion Fruit, just because I believe that was one of the flavors that Team Giver got wrong repeatedly. Uh, (laughs) Dirt Gritty Song of the Week, Passion Fruit. Um, Yeah, I would love to see Karen and Bert. You do bring an interesting point, though, with uh, Karen and Bert. Like, they're the married couple teams like i feel like brian and cynthia are a more obvious choice for that than team um uh dirt gritty and (laughs) mrs dirt gritty what would their team name be i don't know uh team married couple that's something we'll do next week if it's another non-elimination we'll hashtag all these teams uh i think andrea and ebony would be another one and zed and shabir as well there's lots of potential all-star team here i feel like the only real given is team giver uh they're going to be the team that if they bring, if this were Survivor, they would be the Boston Rob or the Russell Hans or the. Uh, so they'd Bob. be the Malcolm, the, like the immediately return after. Yeah, or the Rupert. Yeah. Yeah, the Rupert, the Amanda, the Bo- the uh, Malcolm kind of person who comes right back. Yeah. Even they had like, even though they had like two months to rest, like. And Malcolm would probably be the best comparison because we're not really going to get sick of Team Giver as quickly as we would, like Rupert or Rob or um, Russell. Uh, Rossi, we have the site here. Now, we don't have the interesting facts to um, quote for the people this week. And we point out last week, both of us, in two countries, using I used two different browsers that we had... Uh, a problem where the website, every time we clicked on the racer files, the individual handwritten profiles, uh, that it would keep looping. And that is still happening a week later. Like we're recording this, well, probably about four days later and it's still happening. So we're going to kind of wing this here. We're going to come up with our own racer files. This is the racer files of Rossi Mustard and Colin Toothless Hilding. Uh, (laughs) Let's start with here. This uh, is the one I can read from Adam's profile. My favorite food is... Rossi, what is your favorite food? Uh, Favorite food is any pasta. Any pasta. See, he actually answered seafood pasta made by his dad. Um, Well, I I guess we won't read all of his answers. We don't want to spoil it. Uh, Yeah, mine would be pasta, specifically spaghetti. Uh, I would probably put... If I were to go any food, though, if I'm being honest... 
dill pickles is my number one favorite food. Even over a meal, I will take dill pickles. If I'm on a deserted island and there's only one food I could have, I'm picking dill pickles. Yeah, Jamie yelled in the background, it's true. <laughs> the only thing that's always in our fridge. Uh, and dill pickle everything. Yeah, and we don't have any dill pickles. Thanks, Jamie. What? Somebody needs to go shopping. Uh, <laughs> I can't chew a dill pickle right now, but I will gladly suck on a dill pickle. <laughs> Things that you'll only hear me say when I'm recording this 24 hours after dental surgery. Uh, let's pick another one. Um, if I had a yacht, I would name it. Rossi, if you had a yacht, what are you naming your yacht? Um, I would name it Jack. <laughs> Just Jack. <laughs> um, I would name mine better than Jack. Uh, let's see. <laughs> wait, no, wait, can I, wait, I have a rename. Can I name it Jacques? Jacques, okay. I'm going to rename mine better than Jacques then. Uh, those are our yachts. Um... Let's go to here. This is a, I think, an appendix is where I'm clicking on this one. Last movie that made me cry was Rossi. Last movie that made you cry, or movie that ever got you closest to crying? Um. Uh. Oh, what's the name? I'm blanking. Can you describe the plot? Um. Okay, this isn't the most recent one, but it's one that I, only is one that's coming to my mind. Pay it forward. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. I remember seeing that when it first came out, and the entire theater was crying. Um, but, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever cried at a movie. The closest I could get is movies that are, like, so exciting, which usually just ends up being the Rocky movies or Creed was probably the most recent one. So exciting that on the end, I'm, like, literally cheering as if I'm in an audience, and I feel like I have tears come to my eyes just because of how excited I am. So, no, not The Notebook, Rossi. <laughs> notebook did not make me cry. I can't even remember what it is about The Notebook that cries. Did somebody die in the end of The Notebook? Sorry for spoiling this for people out there. We're asking a question. We're not really giving away a spoiler. Uh, yeah, Fifty Shades made me cry. <laughs> um, Jamie, who dies in The Notebook? I don't know. Oh, no, she doesn't know either. Um, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey or The Notebook, I'm sure. Uh, but no, so your answer is pay it forward, Marley and me. There's a crier. Rossi's just texting movies that make people cry. <laughs> Did you Google movies that make you cry? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Matrix. I'm going to see The Matrix. I get to see The Matrix on the big screen again in theaters. They're doing it uh, theater right by our house next week. So uh, I won't be recording with you next Saturday, Rossi. Sorry to say I'll be seeing The Matrix and crying um, like a baby. And he's typing something else. Should we just do the rest of this episode, me reading out Rossi's typing? I don't think so. <laughs> Goldfinger. Oh, love Goldfinger. Can we just talk about Goldfinger all day? Um, my favorite emoji is... Rossi, do you have a favorite emoji? Um, I don't think I have a favorite, but in the spirit of everyone else, I'll say the poop emoji. Yeah, I was going to say poop. Uh, or if there is an emoji for the emoji movie specifically... Uh, seems uh. to be covered by the Oz Network. That will be my uh. favorite. Here's a good one. My celebrity spirit animal is... Rossi, what is your celebrity spirit animal? Celebrity spirit animal? Yeah. Oh, that's such a tough question. See, I was not prepared for any of these. Yeah, neither um. am I. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm asking you first so I can think of my answer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, maybe Celine Dion. Celine Dion is your celebrity spirit animal? Sure, why not? 
it's not. I, I would have assumed that you would have answered like you know. Uh, I don't know. Here, here's the problem. Based on your appreciation of reality show contestants, I would have assumed you would mention somebody incredibly boring. Instead, you mentioned somebody that's an incredible shame to Canada, uh, but still Canadian. So. I guess it's appropriate for the Amazing Race Canada. Now I kind of have to answer somebody Canadian. Just because otherwise I look like a bad Canadian. John Montgomery. John Montgomery is my celebrity spirit animal, yes. Um, no, that is interesting question. Let me think. Um, I'm going to say my celebrity spirit animal is Shabir. Do not say Bieber. That is um, uh, a terrible six-letter word here in Canada. Uh, my celebrity spirit animal is either Roberto Duran or Shabir. Uh, that's my final answer. Uh, do you want to do one more of these? Yeah, keep going. Keep going? Are we just going to keep going until we oh, make this the longest episode ever? Uh, we, we will make this the longest episode ever because the Amazing Race Canada website, thank you very much, CTV. Can we go one week? Just give us one week, CTV, please. Uh, um, this is going to become an edit point if this takes any longer. Rossi, you come up with one. Just, just wing it. Um, what would you do with the money if you won the race? Um, I would create my own business that comes up with polls for TV shows, social media campaigns. What about you? Oh, okay, got it. I would definitely start a business, but I'd be one of those like underground businesses where you hire a whole bunch of people just to be fake people on the internet to vote in polls. <sighs> so between the two of us, we're taking over Amazing Race Canada's polls next week. <laughs> we're like a media influencers. Yeah. Um, uh, let's just uh, go with uh, a simple one here for the last question. Um, walk-on song. What is your walk-on song, Rossi? Are you looking for your walk-on song? Do you have it written or blogged somewhere? I think it would be um, Baby by Justin Bieber. Oh, you didn't answer Celine Dion, your celebrity spirit animal. <laughs> um, no, my, my walk-on song, uh, this one is easy. It's going to be uh, The Imperial March from Empire Strikes Back. That's the only song I ever... Actually, to be perfectly honest, my walk-on song would be the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Uh, I had a dream that I wanted at my wedding to walk down the aisle to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme, uh, and somebody beat me to it. I was in a wedding party. I was a groomsman in a wedding party, where as wow. we started walking back down the aisle, he's a pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean was playing, and I'm like, oh, they beat me to it. But still, glad I was still able to walk down the aisle. It just wasn't my own wedding. Uh, all right, so yeah, maybe we'll come up with more of these next week if um, we find some good questions here. Uh, that's all we have to talk about this week, unless there's anything else you want to add. Rossi, uh, let's just get to the Binet. I ask you if there's anything else you want to add, and then I rush you through it. No, let's get to buy it, rent it, bin it. Uh, what are you doing with this episode? Uh, hands off my Kuna. Uh, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go with a rent it, but a very strong rent. Yeah, I completely agree with you for once um, uh it's uh it's it's an episode where everything was entertaining nothing was so memorable that i think i'm going to walk away from the season being like hey remember when you know somebody screamed don't touch my kuna or whatever like i'm not going to remember much about this episode unless my memory is jogged but it was entertaining for what it was and we also had 
the worst BMO product placement ever, I think, in this episode. Uh, one that was just so awkward at the beginning that even Jamie was like, wow, bad product placement there. Um, I, I can't remember what it was, but they, they were basically, or I think they were ordering, oh yeah, they were ordering a flight. And they said, two tickets to Panama, please. It's like, all right, we'll just fly you over Panamanian airspace and drop you. Like, there's no destination there. And two tickets to Panama on our BMO MasterCard here. Um, we dropped our celebrity sponsors for a week. week uh, uh, Rossi, do you want to say this? For, I'm going to start typing so you can speak. Here, here we go. We are... <laughs> What's happening? Um, so it appears that we have dropped our corporate sponsors of the week. There have seemed to be many legal issues with that. Um, and we apologize just to all the businesses we offended. But at the end of the day, we don't give two shits. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and that is uh, the Oz Network. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, about your great idea about making money on a podcast. <laughs> we ruined it for you. Um, Rossi, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for renting this. Uh, and thank you for being sober in this episode. Uh, man, I, I've been going through the chocolate beers as we speak, and it's only going to get worse as I keep going. And until next week, hopefully, if we can stay on time, this was an early episode. Um, my jaw hurts, and all I have to say is... Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.